Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Well, hey girls, welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. We are on this series called Brave, Bold, and Beautiful, and we're studying Proverbs 31. And it has been a joy of mine just to invite different Proverbs 31 women that I see uh, to come be a part of this podcast this month. And one of the ladies that is on this month, her name is Rebecca Francis. And if you came to our Waves Destin Conference this past year, Um, She rocked the house (laughs) in talking about high and low tides, Um, and it was just such a blessing to have her. So I just want to welcome you, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for having me. I'm excited about this. Absolutely. And if you don't know Rebecca, she is a powerhouse speaker. She she just has such a heartfelt message. And I love her uh, genuine authenticity as she speaks. And if you follow her on Instagram, I mean, I am never, <laughs> I'm always laughing. <laughs> she posts the best memes ever. So. <laughs> um, but Rebecca, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I do love to laugh, as you will find <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, and I think Jesus does too. Yes. Um, and those memes find me. I don't even look for them. I have <laughs> such a collection. They gravitate towards me, and I'm such a dork <laughs> when it comes to humor. So literally, I can't, like, I, I roll on the floor, literally in my bedroom <laughs> by myself, on the floor, laughing out loud, not just typing <laughs> LOL <laughs> um, at I these memes. It. So... Uh, but yeah, so I'm Rebecca Francis, of course, as you said, and um, primarily I travel speaking and teaching on just the heart of God, hearing God's heart for yourself, hearing his voice for your life, destiny and purpose. Uh, but I would say probably the one thing that I bring to the table that's unique to my uh, nature and that God's given me is courage. So I love that I get to be on this bold, brave and beautiful yes. uh, podcast because courage or boldness or bravery um, are really hit at my core of who I am. Um, and that's what, whether I'm teaching how to hear God's voice or whether I'm, I also am an author coach and I um, have written a course for first time Christian nonfiction authors to write their first book. Um, so whether I'm teaching something about writing or I'm teaching something about hearing God's voice, whatever it is, boldness and bravery and courage are at the core. And I personally, because it resonates with me, I think they're at the core of all of life. So, um, so this is just right right up my alley to be be with you on this podcast. It's so funny when I was um, praying about and trying to figure out who I wanted to ask to be on each week. This week, we're talking about being brave. And I honestly, like your face just came directly to my mind. And girls, now I'm, I'm Zoom, I'm on a Zoom call with her right now. She doesn't have wild colored hair today, but... (laughs) True. But, um, (laughs) but... You never know. Like, and I just think about your boldness and I love that about you. Like at our Waves Destin conference last year, she had pink hair and I just love that because it's like, man, just to be able to step out. And a couple years ago, our theme for our conference is across the 
the, the states and even in Africa was about Proverbs 28, one about the righteous being bold as a lion and how like, if you know you're in right standing with God, you can be bold. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca, like, that's something I so see in you that you know who you are as a daughter of God and you're bold um, and walking that out. And so I'm just so glad that, um, that you can be a part today. Um, but I just wanted to find out from you, what part of your day or week makes you feel the most bold, brave, and beautiful? Um, I love this. So my, the part of my day probably that makes me feel the most bold and brave and, and beautiful, actually, so good, it's a good combination, <laughs> um, is my morning routine. And I'll tell you why, if we have a, you know, just for a little backstory is, I don't know how many night people there are in the world, but I feel like night people rule the world, okay? We do. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always been a Amen. night owl, and <laughs> AKA, even though I was a, I called myself a night owl, the truth is I actually struggled really bad with insomnia my whole life. In fact, I can remember being two years old, looking through the slats of my crib, wanting to fall asleep. Really? Um, and so like, yes, like insomnia just had, was, you know, just such a struggle. So, um, so having a morning routine at all is, shocking my husband is shocked <laughs> my parents are shocked my anyone who knows me is shocked i've maintained a morning routine for two and a half years um but anyway that's like so big at 36 right two and a half years um but yeah so my morning routine makes me actually because it's something that that has been so difficult and i never thought i would have accomplished two things because my morning routine one waking up and <laughs> i used to hear about these people that wake up and they pray and they read their Bible. And I'd be like, wow, I'm never going to be saved if that's what it takes because it's never going to happen. <laughs> we put <laughs> these things on ourselves with that. <laughs> no, we, we, we way too limit ourselves, right? Yeah. But, but waking up and, and so I have this chance to wake up and I don't read, but I listen to audiobooks. I listen to the audio Bible or audiobooks or whatever, even podcasts, um, and have this time with myself and I enjoy it. And then I go work out and, um, that's also shocking and impressive <laughs> because I do things like run yes. on a treadmill, which I hate. <laughs> I hate it so much um, until I'm done. And then as soon as I'm done, I just feel like, wow, I'm so proud of myself. And it makes me feel good about myself, you know, to have accomplished that. And so by the time I get home to have breakfast, I get home to have breakfast around 730 in the morning. I have had four hours. Well, no, three and a half hours to myself where I've had this time with God. Mm -hmm. I've done something just for me. I've seen some friends at the gym, you know, and I come home by 730 and have breakfast with my husband. And I just think, wow, good for me. <laughs> like, I don't totally suck. No, I know. I, I mean, I know I don't. Well, it's but, like, it, but because it's such a hurdle and I yes. got over it, you know. Yes. Well, and I think like if you set your day up that way, man, it doesn't really matter what happens throughout the day. You're like, yes. it's time with me and the Lord and with me. <laughs> and, yeah. And you really feel good about it. And I saw there's a meme that says starting your morning off with a run is a great way to guarantee that your day can't get any worse. And like, honestly, <laughs> I'm like, when I'm on the treadmill running, I'm like, this is the worst thing I'm probably going to deal with today is this speed. I'll make right? it. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Um, I started doing pure bar a couple years ago and it, it literally changed my life. Like I feel Girl. so much more empowered when I do. And, and it's like, man, I've taken care of my temple. Like I am taking, yeah. I'm taking the time to clear my mind and focus on the Lord. Like it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, well, Be, yeah. Being disciplined. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off. No, go ahead. But being disciplined at something you don't like gives you so much like 
I guess self-esteem, but like confidence. You're like, wow, I stepped to and did this thing that I not even, it's not me. Y'all don't know, but it's not me. (laughs) So it gives you so much confidence. I love it. I get up about the same time as you, Rebecca. And um, a lot of times I'll be checking my Instagram or whatever in the morning and I'll see there she is at the gym again. I'm like, you go girl. I love it. I love it. Thank you. So good. So, so good. Um, So just as we're talking about this bold, brave, and beautiful, um, whenever you think about that, who is a bold, brave, and beautiful woman that you would love to have coffee with? This is a great question. I don't want to cheat by saying that I've already, it's someone I've already had coffee with, but it is, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you one that I've already had coffee with. Um, And that's because she kind of marked a pivotal time in my life. um, And so it just stood out to me and I'll tell you the story. So this is back in 2004. I live in Florida. Um, and so hurricane, you know, anywhere on the, on the Gulf coast is like hurricane center. And so hurricanes are totally normal to us. Um, and, but in 2004, we'd already had a really bad hurricane hit well, several, but one really bad one that had devastated a lot of Florida. And I was visiting this area where we now live, Destin. And, um, and we, and I was visiting this church, um, because it's one that I knew. And this hurricane was on its way. And so it's like a Friday night, I think, or something like that. It was a night service. And um, this hurricane that day is like on its way to hit the Gulf Coast. And it was a bad one. Um, and so it could have hit, I think, at like a category four, another really devastating one, which we just had that year. And this pastor, this woman got up on the platform, which I found out later was the pastor. And she said, y'all, there's a hurricane coming. And she she read all the scriptures about Jesus commanding the storm, um, and she read decree a thing, and it will be established, and the light of God will shine on your way. She read several, like, you know, scriptures to remind us who we really are and the power we carry with, in Christ, and she said, this is what we're going to do, and her father is a weatherman, so she understands weather patterns really well, and she said, and so a hurricane comes into the Gulf. It doesn't go back out. It keeps going. Like, it goes up the East Coast, right? right. But she said, this is what we're going to do. We are all in going to agree command this hurricane to turn around and go back into the ocean hurricanes don't do that you know (laughs) so I wasn't even listening this is before I know you can be shocked but this is before you know apps and cell phones smartphones Uh, but I I was like probably doodling in my journal I wasn't even listening until she said that and I was like whoa what Uh, and so I thought to my I thought this is so exciting and I thought it's gonna be really embarrassing tomorrow when we all die Um, (laughs) but this is so bold of this woman to say that we are going to command this hurricane to go back into the oceans I got it I mean I just got so excited I stood up and everyone kind of stood up and she prayed and we all like are green you know it's like a you know a church so she's the one praying so she said she says to this hurricane and it had a name and everything turn around and go back into the ocean and I'm kidding you not the next day no I think it was two days two days later you can look this up. The paper said hurricane, whatever its name was, I forgot. I should look it up. <laughs> hurricane such as such has turned around and gone back into the ocean. Oh. And, it, and the whole news article was about how unprecedented this never happens. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this is not a natural weather pattern. That woman changed my life because at that point I understood Jesus and Christianity to be a set of rules right. to make sure God's happy with you. So that when you get to heaven, it's not just by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> That's kind of what, I mean, I'm, I'm boiling yeah. it down, you know? Yeah. I really did 
of his in our life right now, not just for us, but to to be the ones that stand in the gap and stop a hurricane from destroying a coast, right? right. And maybe that doesn't happen every time, but this right. was definitely an appointed time, right? Um, so that woman, I thought, I'm never going to be happy with regular church, like boring regular <laughs> church. You're like, ever again. Oh, I'm spoiled. I've gotten, I've been exposed. Yes. <laughs> it changed me. I ended up a year later moving here to Destin. She's now my pastor. Her name is Jane Hammond. Um, but that was the first time in my life that I really had like an, like someone shock me out of, yes. wow, what I think is life is not life. Right. Um, and so that meant so much to me. And so I have had coffee with her, um, <laughs> not all the time. She's quite a busy woman too, yeah. uh, but but had a chance to now be mentored in some ways by her being my pastor and, and relationship with her. And I just have to say in regard to that is that there's really, I can think of some women far off I still would love to meet and then interact with, but there's nothing better than the connection you can have with somebody who's maybe not world famous, but right. is going where you believe you want to go or has already been where you might be going and they can, you know, love you and support you and walk with you through it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, because it, it's one thing to dream about somebody far off, but to be able to have that interpersonal relationship that you can build on and be mentored is such a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, they, I knew exactly who you were talking about. And somebody, I recorded another podcast a couple of days ago and someone mentioned Pastor Jane. And I thought, I've got to have her on this podcast at some point because all my kids love her. Definitely. Uh, I do too. Um, I do too. Um, so just out of curiosity, you know, what does it mean to you to be bold? Um, is boldness a bad thing or a good thing? Okay, I love this question. Um, I love this question, and I feel like when we were chatting earlier, maybe you mentioned something about um, uh, about knowing who you are in Christ and, and right. having that boldness. And so uh, that kind of aligns with what I feel like it means to be bold. And maybe for me personally, I would define being bold. I have to visualize things, and I really have because I'm a very visual person, and I really have to visualize my relationship with the Lord to remember that it's real and tangible, if that makes sense. So I don't mean visualize like in a weird, um, like new agey way or something, but I just mean I have to get a picture of what does, what is that experience like? So I can kind of right. hold on to that. And so for me, um, my, the best way I can describe the relationship with, with, with Jesus that I feel is the most impactful and emboldening, emboldening, is that a word? whatever sure. makes me the most bold um, <laughs> is, um, is to see myself holding hands with Jesus. And you know, if you were the, if you were the girl who walked in holding hands with the most popular guy in school, or if you walked into a ball or something, yeah. I, I haven't been to, I have been to a ball actually, <laughs> um, like a gala or something, you know, and you walked in with the, with the most influential man or yeah. You know, in the girls, right? So the dream, you right. walk in with the prince, whatever the prince would be in your environment, and you're holding hands with him, you belong. You belong. Yes. You are secure. You know that every need is met. You know that you are not rejected in any way. You're, you're enough. You belong. Wow. And so my relationship with Jesus, I have to see it that way. I have to walk into my work, my job, a bad situation, a meeting, anything, I have to walk in holding hands with Jesus. I have to walk in holding hands with that. Jesus. 
with the king of kings, you know? And so whatever I'm in need of, or whatever, I want to say almost threatening me, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's insecurity that's kind of threatening me, if it's, oh, you're going to make a fool of yourself and you're going to totally blunder and you're going to ruin everything for everyone, you know, that's kind of <laughs> right. I'm that powerful. <laughs> that's threatening me, you know? Um, then if I walk in holding hands with Jesus, all those things might be possible, but Jesus, right. there's just no way. He's holding my hand. That's and right. so for me, for me, boldness is really holding hands with Jesus. Um, and so it's, it's, it's not so much boldness, like I'm going to go in there and demand, you know, okay. or I'm going to make them see that looks like boldness. And that takes some, takes some guts to do that, to right. kind of show up and show people who you really are. Um, but it's more of like a ease that you can sink back into right. and, and feel okay. And so when there's that holding hands kind of relationship, that security that comes from that relationship with Jesus, then I'll tell you an example um, uh -huh. is that I was recently talking to a, a, gr a girl um, who's not a Christian. And so we were, several of us were chatting with her, several of her mutual friends, and she was going through something really difficult. And she's a little teary about it. And, you know, everybody's giving her the appropriate advice. Oh, that's really hard. I'm really sorry right. that, that happened. And from a place of holding hands with Jesus, I felt like Jesus is like, his view is she feels like she deserves this, right? Mm. So, and that breaks Jesus' heart because she deserves this, right? So what I'm able to say then to this girl is, wow, it must feel like you deserve it because it's happened so many times. She burst into tears. Oh. And I'm not trying to make people cry, but I'm just saying right. like, you know, that. But when that your heart breaks happen. open, God can move in that. Yeah, exactly. God could just touch her heart and be able to say like, um, she, like she could experience, even though I didn't say the words, Jesus is telling me that you don't deserve this, <laughs> but you know, but right. so in that way, she could experience Jesus heart that, wow, this has broke her heart that she deserves it. And she doesn't, of course, I mean, that's right. what you don't, but that's right. why this is so hard is because it feels like you deserve it. Well, anyway, that's kind of a bold thing to say to someone you don't know super well. <laughs> um, you must really feel like you deserve this, huh? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Like, let's just go right in there. Let's just go right in there <laughs> over these milkshakes. Uh, that, you know, that most people, most people just want to make you feel better. And I wanted her to feel better. And Jesus wanted her to feel better. Right. But I, I didn't blink, not even for a second. It never crossed my mind not to say that to her because I was, I felt the heart of Jesus. I was so right. sure that was the lie. And so that's boldness. It doesn't even, yeah. there's no reason not to share him because you're so close to right. him. First, it heals, it gives you security, but then it's so easy to share him with everybody else. Absolutely. I love that. And I can just, I picture so many girls getting freedom just from that image of walking into a room with Jesus and holding their hand uh, because yeah. you do have that ease. You do have that relaxed in your spirit of just yep. knowing like, I don't have to pressure myself or go forward and push away, but, but God is the one that is that safety net that makes a way. Um, Absolutely. I love that. Um, so as we're talking about the Proverbs 31 woman, I know like as I've read through Proverbs 31 over the years, looking at this woman that we're supposed to kind of aspire to be like, at times I have like despised this woman because I was sure. like, I'm not a cook. I don't get, get up, up early. Right. <laughs> it's still dark. No, go back right. to bed. Right. And so I've looked at this woman and I've gone, oh my goodness. But I have seen, and I'm just, 
I'm wondering from you, you know, what makes the Proverbs 31 woman bold? Okay, so I, you know, as I read over this, of course, we almost know it by heart, right? You grew up as a girl hearing about this woman, like you said, she is your, she at least should be your idol. Right. Maybe sometimes you do kind of resent that. You're like, okay, not <laughs> right. everybody is you, lady. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, uh, but um, I think one of the things that strikes me the most reading through this is how multifaceted she is. And specifically, there are things she does that have nothing to do with her being defined uh, any particular way. What I mean by that is it's not her role. It's just something she is doing. So it's not her role as a wife that she gets up and picks a field, right? right. It's not her role as a mother that she's selling fine linens and, and making extra money. So right. if you look at this woman, she has a biz- two businesses. If you- she has a business, she has investment properties. She has, um, she's a, of course a wife and a mother. Right. She is, wears the best fashion. Yes. If you understand fashion of the day, like she's gorgeous, okay? She's doing it all we'll get there. (laughs) But I think what I love about it is I don't feel like she is playing a role. Um, I don't feel like she's like, looked to who should I be and let me fit into that. Right. I, I have to, I mean, I have to imagine because we don't know for sure, but I have to imagine that when it says she sees a field and buys it and basically goes on to describe how she uses that as an investment, basically, I have to imagine that she was she was filled with vision of some kind and that that drove her forward. And I think that's probably what makes her bold. If we try to fill, at least for me, if I tried to fill a role, what I think a wife is supposed to be, what I think a a 36 year old woman is supposed to be, what I think, because I'm 36, (laughs) or whatever. um, I think that that would start to bring an intimidation. Like I would not know if I measure, I think I'm not measure the role of what is a a girl supposed, a girlfriend supposed to be, right. whatever the role is, you're going to start to feel insecure because there's always going to be a way you don't measure up. If you're trying to feel a role of what is a female supposed to be, what is supposed to be beautiful. I didn't learn, I'm going to embarrass myself. I did not learn how to put on makeup till I was about 26 years old. I straight looked like a clown all through <laughs> high school age, oh my college. Goodness. If I put on makeup, Oh my goodness. It was not. I have burned the photos that exist of me wearing makeup before roughly 26 years old. Uh, because that's about when YouTube tutorials, y'all, right. these girls now are growing up with YouTube, YouTube tutorials. We did not have that. Oh. <laughs> and so- I was going through some college pictures the other day and I saw that I had on this like gray blue eyeliner that was oh, not so coming of me. It was from my freshman year of college and I thought- how did I have all those dates that freshman year? I don't know. <laughs> How did anyone look at us? I don't know. Did y'all see that? <laughs> I, someone told me that mobs were my color, and I was like, okay. So I have like big round mob cheeks, big oh. old round mob eyelids, and oh. mob lipstick straight from Mary Kay. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get rid of those photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was much better without makeup at that point. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it's funny, but it's just like, if you think you're supposed to be something, you'll never, you'll right. never feel like you are what you're supposed to be. 
Right. But I think what gives you boldness is vision, like personal vision, knowing, knowing that I have a personal thing that I'm aspiring towards or desire that lights me up. You don't have to know for sure always, is it God or not God? But let me tell you something, what it lights me up and I get excited about a chance to talk. <laughs> you know, like to, yes. <laughs> it turns out, it turns out it's God for me to teach and to speak, you know? So, so that's what I think gives you boldness is that stuff that just energizes and lights you up and you go, wow, I, I have this skill, this ability, this quality in me that I want to let out. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I know you talked about this a little bit or touched on it with a story, but I just want to know, like, when is a time that you have been bold in your faith and in your actions? I know that uh, this woman was bold in her actions and hopefully bold in her faith as well. But for you, what does that look like? So I probably my whole life have had to be bold in some capacity because I have wrestled so much with fear. So I could tell so many embarrassing stories of every age of life, you know, being afraid of the dark, getting up to go to the bathroom and ended up sleeping in the bathroom because I was too afraid to walk through the dark hallway to go back to my bedroom, oh my you know, in college. So, <laughs> you know, so, uh, in my 20s. You know, it was not that long ago. Um, so having to be bold, you know, I had to be bold to do a lot of just normal everyday things, but I actually want to tell a story um, where the Lord touched my heart a lot. And this was a, just a couple years ago, my mom had a massive stroke. And it was right before I was scheduled to, um, to go on a ministry trip to England. So I want to say it was like not a full week before, roughly a week before. And her stroke was so severe that just to, you know, we went, she lived about six hours away from me, a six hour drive or so in another city. So we were down there um, just spending every day in the hospital, praying, of course, believing, waiting, you know, asking for updates, asking questions. And I... I called everyone. I called pastors, counselors, prophets, like, and was like, <laughs> should I go to England on this trip that, you know, that seems to be God and God had made such a way for it? Or should I stay here? Because the doctors are saying it's possible your mom may not come out of this. And, and for example, she was like on a feeding tube. She couldn't swallow wow. or she was not responsive. She could wiggle a left toe I think and that was it there was no there was no there's nothing from her otherwise physically or other than her left toe would wiggle sometimes and so the possibility was that she was gone and so um in that regard of course I'm just like weeping and a mess and a puddle and my whole family is and um I'm thinking you know the advice I got from my leaders was that honestly we 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 can stand with you either way but we can't tell you what's the right decision on this. You really, because my thing was, I was sure God told me to go to England. Everything about this trip was clearly God saying go. And then this happened and it's like, uh, (laughs) so one of my, one of my mentors said, you have to answer the question first, if you go to England and you lose your mom while you're there, what, what's that going to mean? What's that going to mean between you and God? What's that, you know, that kind of thing. And so honestly, I was not sure what I was going to do until we were actually driving to the airport for this international flight. And I wasn't sure if I was getting on the plane or if I was just going to drop Jermaine off. Jermaine, Jermaine and I were going together right. to, uh, to England. Um, or if I was just going to drop Jermaine off and miss my flight and go sit in the hospital with my mom. And I was struggling to decide. And I, and I was like, honey, I just need a minute. And Jermaine pulled over on like the turnpike in Orlando um, <laughs> into like the, the hazard lane. 
uh, for about 30 minutes and I sobbed. I don't know if I've ever cried that deeply. And I just sobbed like, God, I think you love me. I'm pretty sure you do. I think you love my mom, but like, I have to decide right now. Do you love me? Do you love her? Is the scripture true that all things work together for our good? This has got to be real. Like, you know, because I have to be able to answer now if I leave and I lose my mom while I'm out of the country, does God still love me? (laughs) You know, is God still good? You know what I mean? And so I sobbed. And as soon as I was done, done, like really just sobbing, you know, I just felt in my heart, he, you know, he is only good. Yes. He's only good. So whatever is going to happen, he's only good. So I went to England um, and about halfway through that trip, it was a two week trip. About halfway through that trip, my mom made almost a full recovery. Uh-huh. And that was, um, that was, now it's been five years. They say after one year that you wouldn't make any additional recoveries. And she's continued this last year. She qualified to no longer be can- handicapped. So she had to give up all her, oh. like her handicap. I was like, good job, mom. <laughs> um, and so she has made, she very rarely experiences any symptoms now or side effects now of the stroke wow. from being on a feeding tube, you know, for weeks before. So, um, so that took a lot of faith, but I have to admit it wasn't faith that my mom would recover. It was faith that whether or not my mom recovers, God is good. He loves her. He loves me. And he did speak to me. So I am going to obey him. And so that took a lot of boldness. I think, um, it is difficult sometimes to walk out boldness, even whenever you feel conflicted about it. You're like, yeah. I know God has asked me to do this. I've got to walk in, in what he said, even though um, it may not make sense, but that, yeah. but that is that trust and that bold faith of knowing that. So what surprised you the most um, about being bold in that moment? I think what surprised me is that the, his, he increased so much in me. And I, I feel like that's such a cliche sounding thing that I hope you, until you experience it, it's hard to describe, but so how do I describe it? Basically, I could barely even tell, but everyone else could tell that I was different from that day forward. That in other words, that I held my head a little higher. My real, my um, experiential faith that I knew that God was good that was there and that can never be taken away. And so um, the, whether it was something big, like in this case, a risk of losing my mom in a difficult situation where I wouldn't have been able to say goodbye um, or something little, like it might take boldness, you know, just to go to an event or to do an interview or, or whatever. Right. So it takes boldness to do a lot of things, but once you do it, the unshakable, unremovable change inside of me, that surprised me. And, and the other thing that surprised me is that people can see it. And, you know, if you, if we do believe that honestly boldness, there isn't boldness, I think, apart from Jesus, I don't, right. there really probably isn't. Right. So if it is Jesus, then being bold is lifting him up. And he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And that is honestly what I feel like happened. That, that time in England, uh, transformed me. And I saw the power of God move more than I've ever seen. It redefined my expectation of what's going to happen when I go somewhere and do something. And it removed a lot of the 
so an unexpected side effect, I did this bold, what I consider very bold to leave my mother in the hospital, <laughs> um, brave thing to do. Yes. Uh, but it was no big deal to do embarrassing things or to what people might find uncomfortable or a little, um, for example, at a church in England, in British churches are quite proper. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> and what, what I felt God was leading us was not very proper. <laughs> so you might normally hesitate. How do people feel about this? Do I fit in? Is this, all of that was gone. I never want, it never crossed my mind to be secure. It, I didn't, what do they think? And then decide I don't care. Like I normally do. I just didn't even think it. I think because I had come overcome something so big, these all became so very small in comparison. I love that. I love that. I know I've experienced that personally too. I, I was sharing with, um, I believe, you know, Brenna Canise, she's just joined. Yes. Yeah. She's joined our waves team and, um, she just had a new song come out called all things new. And I just love, but I was talking with her and I said, there are those foundational moments in your life and in your walk with Christ where you, you have those experiences with him. And it's like, you can never go backwards. <laughs> right, right. You go backwards. And, and, and it's like, oh man, like I have the confidence that he is who he says he is. Um, and that I can walk boldly in that goodness that you were talking about. I love that. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know like I got, yeah, you're welcome. I was like, oh, I feel the pressure. I was like, I understand. <laughs> But, I was uh, holding back the tears. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, a lot of our people that tune in are, are teenagers, college age, young adults. Um, what does it look, out, look like to walk out being bold in your faith, you know, in your teens or in college? I think the biggest thing that it looks like that I, I, if I could say I wish I got a hold of <laughs> um, at that time is that it looks like believing believing you are who Jesus says you are, regardless. It takes a lot of boldness. Let me just give you a really easy example is like, let's say you have no money in the bank, okay? Right. Or everyone around you has the designer name brand, da, 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 and you do not. Um, <clears throat> then it feels like and looks like and all evidence shows that you are not at a certain status, that you're not uh, wealthy or you're not, um, you're, just, you're just not on a certain level, right? Um, and so, if we, I heard my mentor say once that the circumstances around us can never reflect who we really are. It'll never be good enough to show who we are. We are a gem in the crown of Jesus. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are, uh, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. We are heirs to his throne. There's no way that anything on this earth, anything in our environment could ever show our real value. It just can't. Even if you had all the name brand and all the wealth and all that, it could never fully reflect who we really are. And so it's pretty bold in the face of natural circumstances looking one way right. to believe that you are who he says you are, who you are in him. And so that might be for me, and maybe I think we might have talked about this before in other settings, but for me, it was, I mean, I believed that I was ugly, which I laugh at myself now, but I was so sure that I was ugly. I want to punch that girl in the face. Sorry, <laughs> that's dramatic, but, but I really just want to give her a wake-up call. Uh, I was so sure, so sure that I was ugly that whenever guys asked twice, two different guys asked me out at one point, and I thought they were trying to play a prank on me, like, like I was like, 
this is a prank. You're like, this oh, is a- this isn't serious. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be tricked. <laughs> um, that's how sure I was. I was, oh my Lord, help me. I, you know, if only. And a lot of circumstances, I can look at natural things that were going on. And of course, the fact that I totally did look like a clown in makeup, there was that. Um, but, uh, but, I'm telling you. That was, yeah, what are you going to do? But I mean, I can look back and see a lot of natural things that were reflecting an image to me. It was probably not who I really am. If I could have just believed the truth anyway, I would have lived from that truth regardless of the circumstances. And so I think it takes a lot of bravery and, um, I love this. I don't want to like go to go on too long or too preachy, but, but you know, when Jesus, the Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, it says that it says then despising its shame, he took his place at the right hand of God. And I love that scripture because the cross said, you're nobody, you suck. (laughs) You know, the cross said, you're worthless. You're, you came here to rule the world and you are dying a criminal's death. The cross, everything that happened on the cross said you're betrayed. Your own best friends betrayed you. You're so rejected. You're rejected by your people. You're rejected by uh, the, the rest of the crowd. The cross said you're hated. In fact, they said they hated him. Mm-hmm. The cross spoke rejection and, and who he's not. And in fact, it's, the Bible says that God himself turned his, gosh, it makes me emotional, but turned his face away from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like. God rejected Jesus while Jesus was on the cross. Like that's what that really means. And he had to because of sin. And so none of us will ever face that. But, but Jesus despising the shame of the cross took his place mm. at the right hand of the father. It means he got up out of that situation. Everything about that situation said, you're the worst. You couldn't, you couldn't be more ugly. You couldn't be more worthless. You couldn't be more rejected. The world is better off without you. That's what the cross said. And he got up literally, I'm getting excited, (laughs) out of the grave and went to the throne of God and sat down and said, I am the son of God. And that's such a boldness that despising, he let it not, that word despising, it's not just like, you imagine like, when I imagine despising, I imagine someone's like, you know, like, (laughs) I spit on you, you know, but (laughs) <laughs> it actually means to to let it have no effect and so he let rejection have no effect he let worthlessness have no effect he let poverty have no effect he let he let the bible says he was ugly sorry sorry jesus <laughs> he let being ugly have no effect right, right? If, if i could have let being ugly have no effect i would have had a lot more dates <laughs> you know it's okay it worked out but i'm just saying <laughs> Right. And so it take, there's nothing we can do more boldly than let the lies have no effect and live as though what Jesus says about us is actually the truth. Oh man. I feel like girls are going to be writing down every word. Yay! <laughs> I love that. I, and I love that the image of just that has no effect on you. Like that just, just almost like removing a cloak. Like it just, yeah. like, let me just pull that right off of you. That just has no effect, no residue on you. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for just sharing with us today and, and walking boldly in your faith. Like we love that about you, Rebecca. And um, I'm just Thank so you. thankful that you could come and share and just encourage um, girls and people that are listening in because we want um, our women and young ladies to be walking boldly and bravely and beautifully 
into their calling as women of God. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carolyn. I love you. And I love this, what you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> well, girls, we just want to thank you for tuning in. And we just, we're excited about what's ahead. And in just a few weeks, our Waves Girls Conference tickets go on sale July 1st. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We hope y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.